Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hi. What's going on with everybody? Um, I'm sorry I was not here last week. Um, let me, let me beg forgiveness now. Um, two weeks ago was Thanksgiving, so, you know, that was a holiday day. Y'all, if, if it's a national holiday, you know, and you should be spending time with your family, or I should be spending time with my family, which I have a lot of, um, that's where I'm going to be. I love you guys, just not that much. Just so you know. Um, last week, I was sick as hell. I I have not been really sick since I quit smoking. Um, we're coming up on six years. So, yeah, I hadn't been really sick in six years. I swear to God, I thought I had Ebola. Um, <laughs> not really Ebola, but yeah, um, my temperature was almost 103 for three days it was pretty bad but I'm here I didn't die my husband didn't get to collect my life insurance poor fella um but he did get even with me for not dying he made me go shopping in actual stores today um I don't like stores I really don't uh, I do the majority of my shopping www dot you know why because they bring that shit to my fucking door I'm just telling you that's that's the best way to buy things have the little brown truck or the big white truck bring that shit to your house really um but i but i can say that i i have two christmas gifts left to get and and i'm done i'm done shopping done because it just fucking sucks really does um i did make sure that all of the uh store people that we had to interact with that i said thank you very much i hope you have a wonderful day or at least hope that your shift is over soon and you can go drink copious amounts of alcohol which did make a lot of people laugh yeah so there's that um Kazi had to cancel tonight. He's not going to be able to make it to uh, join us this evening. Um, the phones are live, by the way. Um, so, you know, the little lady, when you answer the phone, or when you call in, rather, not when I answer, but when you call in, the that bitchy British lady, um, she doesn't tell you anymore that you need to press 1 if you want to enter the host queue, but you still have to do that if you want us to know that you're there and would like to talk to somebody. Um, so I think we're going to do some DIY tonight. Um, because, you know, it's really important stuff. I have some things I wanted to talk about in regards to DIY. Um, oh, hold on. Somebody's on the phone. Hi, 586. Who's this? Hi, Jeannie. Hi. Yeah, hello. My name is Paul. Hi, Paul. 
That's uh, a good, yeah, I'm glad that, you're doing the DYI show tonight. That's I'm a sorry good Sorry you had to lose your guest tonight. Glad you're feeling better. Oh, I, I didn't die. That's good. So what's going on? What can I help you with? Uh, the question is, okay, I'm relatively new to the mixing part of it, and I keep seeing your posts, people saying, you need to test your flavors, you need to test your flavors. <laughs> now, testing flavors, is they're talking individual flavors, like, am I going to mix it as I would vape it? Oh, 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 okay. I know. All right, I was lost. I, I, I'm sorry. Testing, testing of e-liquid is a big topic right now. So I was really confused as to whether you meant, are you supposed to have your DIY tested for DA and AP? Um, but that's not what you're no, talking about. I'm not about. sending out the or nothing. I'm just individual flavors. That I'll be mixing with. Well, and actually, I have to tell you, um, as an individual, if you want to have your DIY tested, um, you actually can do that. Enthalpy will do that. Um, it's more than I'm going to pay, um, but I think it's right around $200 for that. So it's not as expensive as some people might think. Um, and, and that is a broad spectrum test. But what you're talking about, I think, is when we say to test your single flavor. To, te- to learn each flavoring, is that what you're talking about? Right, to understand the strength and the taste at what percentage and per mix. and Yes. Yeah, I guess that's what they're trying to yep, come yep. across as. Well, when I say that, yeah, there's um, if you're talking about something I said or something Jacatro said or something Margo said, um, that is exactly what we're talking about. You get a lot of people that, that come into DIY and they're like, okay, I need a recipe for a vanilla custard. Well, having somebody give you a recipe for a vanilla custard is not the same as learning the components that you're putting into that and and developing your own recipe. If all you've ever mixed with is off of someone else's recipe, you're not actually learning the individual flavors. Um, you know, say you take Flavor West Strawberry, Capella Strawberry, Flavor Art Strawberry, and, and TPA. All four of those are going to be completely different flavorings. They're not going to taste the same, not even remotely. Um, And you're going to need to mix each of those at a different percentage to get the same amount of flavor that you would want. That's based off the, basically the strength of the individual flavor brands? Yes. Now, there is no one company that has... The strongest flavors. Well, there actually is, but that's besides the point. Um, generally speaking, um, each company has flavors that you will use at a very low percentage and some that you're going to need to add in a bunch more. Flavor art. Um, flavor art is typically a, a very concentrated flavoring. There is one flavor art flavoring that I use over 3%. One. And that's Soho. Everything else with flavor art is 3% or less. Some of them are as low as a half of a percent. Hmm. And it's still an in-your-face flavor. Take Flavor West. You take Flavor West, for example. Flavor West tends to be um, pretty weak. And most people have to use pretty high percentages with Flavor West. To get what they want. 
So when they say learn your flavors and, you know, and test out your flavors, make little testers, um, when you get your flavorings in, I tell everybody, I use this, I call it a sniff test. Um, the, the closer to your nose you have to put it to smell it after you take the cap off the bottle, the more of it you're going to have to use in your tester. When I get new yeah, flavor art flavorings, yeah, if I get new flavor art flavorings that I haven't played with, flavor art, I will generally do a tester up at 2%. Just that flavor and PG and VG. No nick, no sweetener, nothing. Okay, that's what I was, that, that was kind of my question. Do I, it, so do I mix it, like, I prefer a 70-30 mix. Yep. What I do you prefer to mix it at what you vape at, or is it a general 50-50 to get the flavoring? Or I test all my flavors at the ratio that I'm going to mix them with. Gotcha. So, now, do you have my email address? Um, I've heard it. I, I've never... Uh, is it uh, genieK at uh, Nope, it's genievapes at gmail.com. Um, I will stick it in the, okay. yep, I will stick it in the chat for you. Uh, make sure you send me an email because it's DIY week um, and we'll get you some credit at one stop. Um, do you have a, an account set up at one stop DIY shop? I sure do. Okay. Make sure you include that email address that you set your account up with um, because Kimmer will put the store credit directly into your account there for you. And then you can get some new flavors that you haven't messed around with, and you can make yourself testers. Mm, I appreciate that very much. Yep. Um, one of the and here's the thing: one of the big things about learning those flavors by themselves um, is you will, when you do that, when you vape them all by themselves with just the PG and the VG in them, one, you're going to find out whether you like that flavor or not. Because there might only be one of the four or five or ten strawberry flavorings out there that you actually like. That actually tastes the way you want a strawberry to taste. Or it might be close to what you want. You might be thinking, oh, well, you know, it, it needs a little bit of tartness. Little, it, You know, it just needs just a little bit of more tartness to it. Well, to accomplish that, you could add a little bit of the raspberry that you like that has that tart note or some lime that has that tart note so learning the flavor separately and individually is always a really good thing to do i'm not saying there's anything wrong with working off of recipes but if you ever really want to create your own recipe and be able to tweak it exactly the way you want it tweaked only you and only your palate knows what it's missing and you need to know the knowledge of those individual flavors that you have to know what to put in there to make up for what's lacking. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I've, I've actually, you know, I've mixed a few recipes I've seen, and they're vapable, but uh, I guess if you got a second, if no one else is holding up the line. No, um, you're fine. I notice sometimes when I'm, I've tried a few times, like I found a strawberry something mix. Well, yep. I'm thinking, well, I should be able to substitute blueberry for the strawberry, and it should taste the same. Well, it hasn't worked out to be that way yet. So, um, It's not as simple as just replacing a main ingredient, I take it. Um, it hasn't no, worked not. for me yet. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, sometimes it is. Um, I came up with a, a peach cobbler recipe. 
And and it's really funny because it was like two weeks later, Margot posted one. And um, and a friend of ours is like, oh, that sounds really good, but I don't really like peach. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, then sub in your favorite blueberry or sub in your favorite blackberry or, you know, and, and so on. Um, sometimes when you go to just replace a fruit with a different fruit, you're still going to need to tweak it. Because if you didn't really love ABC blueberry all by itself, then you're never going to be able to pull a peach out of a recipe and sub in that blueberry and have it the way you want. Because you didn't like the blueberry alone. If you needed to tweak the blueberry all by itself to have something that you liked, it stands to reason when you mix it into a recipe, you're still going to have to tweak it to have something you like. Yep, I agree with that statement. I'm, I'm I got some homework to do. I take it. I got a few recipes, or not recipes. I got a few flavorings that I been mixing with, but I'm gonna have to learn the individual components. It's just no way around it. Um. Well, and you know, you'd be really surprised that you will come across stuff that you're like, oh, I think I really like this. I'm I'm telling you, flavor art white peach. I could mix up Flavor Art White Peach at 3% with, with a little bit of EM to it and vape that just like that. That single flavor, that's it. But I really like that flavoring. It's really good when I mix it into stuff, but sometimes it's nice just to have a straight-up peach or a straight-up strawberry. Not really strawberry because I don't necessarily like strawberry vapes, but you know where I'm going with this. Right, yeah. With flavor art, I found their mandarin and their orange kind of mixed together. I found that flavor to be really good. Oh yeah, I always use those For in me. equal parts. I any time that I use the flavor art oranges, I mix equal amounts of mandarin and their regular orange together because I really think that is it is a fantastic combination. Yeah, to me, that's been one that's hit home so far. Um, have you tried their their marshmallow? Uh, no, not, no, I haven't. Every marshmallow flavoring on the market that I tried tastes like marshmallow vodka to me. I didn't want a marshmallow vodka flavor. I wanted a marshmallow flavor. Flavor Art Marshmallow is a straight-up marshmallow. Nice and sweet and more of a sweet taste with it. Um, it not necessarily sweet, but it tastes sweet. It's it's not really. But um, I don't even put sweetener in it when I make it. Mm. I use I use a lot of flavor art marshmallow. And for yeah, a I, for I, a cream base, using a lot of the sweeteners. Yeah. Um, and sweeteners was one of the things that I was going to talk about tonight. Um, I put a post up in the DIY group, and I got hate mail over it. Um, but then again. I tend to say a lot of shit that pisses people off. Not that not that it pissing them off is going to stop me from saying it. But um, sweeteners is one of the things that... One of the biggest sweeteners out there that people, people use is circulose. And I... Um, it's nasty shit. It's, it's really nasty shit. It's nasty shit when you eat it. So... Um, I can't imagine people using it as a constant sweetener in their e-liquid. Um, if people choose to do that, I'm fine with that. 
I will not. Um, when I I have on several occasions gotten a vendor e-liquid and couldn't figure out why I was getting god-awful headaches, artificial sweeteners trigger migraines for me. So that's what was going on was the sweeteners that they were using in the e-liquid is what was giving me, um, it was triggering many migraines for me. I use EM. EM is ethyl maltol is not really a sweetener. It is more of a smoother with a little bit of sweetening behind it. Uh, so it's not technically a sweetener. But if I use anything at all, that's what I use is EM. Yeah, basically that's all I've, I If I did find the recipe that calls for anything sweetener-wise, I would admit it anyway. Because... You can get all the sweetener you want and go to the store and buy any premium e-juice. And it'll be loaded with all the sweeteners you want. But and, and I'm gunk, trying to avoid that myself. Yeah, and gunking <laughs> up your coils and everything else. Yeah, um, I I find a combination of um, Tahitian vanilla and marshmallow and a little bit, like a half a percent or 1% of a 10% EM solution, um, works perfect for me as a sweetener. Oh, great. Well, thank you for the help and the advice. You're very uh, welcome. I'll don't definitely... forget don't forget to send me an email um and we'll get you some more flavors and and then you won't have to feel bad or feel like you're wasting supplies when you go to mix these up by themselves and test them out. <laughs> I will do that, Jeannie. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Good night. Have a great show. Good night. Oh, got somebody else too. Hi, 918. Who's this? Well, he kind of, hey, Jeannie, this is Tanner. He kind of stole a little bit of my thunder there. Hi, Tanner. What's up? I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you about some strawberries, but uh, I do want to get into the individual flavorings, but the bottles I buy, I usually buy the 30 and 60 mil bottles. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to do a, a 30 mil of one. One, where's the best place to buy bottles, glass or plastic? I know you prefer, pl- I know you prefer glass is what i've heard before no i don't also whenever you mix do you use syringes pipettes or a scale i don't use a scale okay um i watch a lot of uh wayne the diy uh diy or die i listen to his podcast Uh and uh subscribe to him and i know he uses a scale but i want i you know it's this is a community so you have to well, have a broad spectrum. Yeah, um, I'm not adverse to people using scales. If you want to learn how to mix using a scale, um, go right ahead and have fun with that, and I hope it really works out for you. I have been mixing DIY the way I mix for almost six years now. Um, I'm too old, too set in my ways, and too bitchy to learn something new. Um, I don't <clears> have... <throat> no, I'm... You, screw that. Um, for me... It is just much easier for me. I buy my syringes off of Amazon, and I get a hundred of yep. them for less than ten bucks. Yeah, buy the ten packs. Um, I, yeah, if you buy the, buy them by the with Flavor Art, I'm going through a whole lot more one mls syringes than I am anything. Um, but I get a hundred of them on Amazon Prime delivered to my fucking house for like seven dollars and fifty cents. Right. Same here. Hey, drive a, driving a truck, it's, this is the time I go home next week. 
You know, it takes about a, you know, three or four days to get there. By the time I'm home, hey, stuff will be there. Mm-hmm. But um, I found, so I, found I use, I have on, a pipette. On Amazon too. Yeah, yeah, I have pipette. <laughs> I have a pipette pump and pipettes. I have syringes and I have graduated cylinders. Um, and that's the way that works easiest for me. Um, I am not adverse to people um, using a scale. I can't help you do that. Now, I know like Jeremy Dollar at Good Life, everything they mix at Good Life is mixed by weight. They're making huge batches too. Huge batches. I think if I was making huge batches, um, I would most likely be using a scale. But for what I'm doing, the way I'm doing it, I'm I'm good with that. And and in all honesty, I don't even wash out the syringes; I throw them away. They go in the plastic recycle, and I, I'm done. Yeah, I use I use uh, water. I I keep the nick one separate, and I clean it out. You know, use it a couple times and then, you know, clean it out with water. And then uh, the syringes, you know, every flavor difference, just, you know, yeah. suck up some water in there and clean it out. Well, and, you know, and there is nothing wrong with that when you're making your own DIY. You're the one that has to vape it. You're the one that has to like it. You're the one that has to be happy with it. So if if you're okay with that, that's good. I don't do that because I tend to, when I get out my stuff, um, to start playing around and mixing stuff, it is very, very, very rare that it is to make up one flavor. Generally, if I haul out stuff to DIY, I am making up stuff to put in the to put into my PIF project and stuff, and I'm making 400 ml of eight different fl- recipes. So. Yeah, I think last time I mixed, I was actually sitting in Long Beach, California, and I had the time, and I, I think I made four, four or five different flavors, 60 mils, just playing around, you know, going on to a different website or, uh, what is it, e-liquid-recipes. That's a, I, I find that's a great place to uh, find recipes as well. Oh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of places out there. Um, and... To be honest, most of my recipe ideas that I've come up with have come out of my cookbooks in my kitchen. Mm. Um, and, and not literally, but um, yeah, I, I approach an e-liquid recipe the same way I approach something that I'm going to make in my kitchen. Okay, well, you know, this needs milk and this needs brown sugar and this needs banana and it needs that's the way I develop a DIY recipe is if I was making this in food, how would I do it? What would I put in it? What about bottles? What kind of bottles? Well, I know you prefer glass. You, you prefer glass. I, since driving a truck, it's... Um, I, I actually you know, don't... breakage in here. Yeah, I actually don't prefer glass. Um, do I okay, think? Okay. I yeah. I, I, no. I'm sorry. I thought I heard you say before no. you like glass. No. Um, if you want to make sure that your e-liquid is not getting exposed to any kind of air, if you're, you know, going to be long-term, whatever, you want to use glass, I would like to be able to use glass. I really would. Um, the problem here is I drop too much shit. Yeah, same here. Um, 
I drop too much stuff. My don't move as good as they did five years ago, too. I, you know, the uh, carpal tunnel from, from holding the steering wheel, that, uh, that, get, that gets me away from this child protection. So I prefer to buy in plastic myself and use plastic because it's easier for my hands to open. Yeah, I absolutely love the unicorn bottles that Kimmer's got at One Stop. Um, mm-hmm. I, for my PIF project though, um, for all of the e-liquid that I send out to folks, it all goes in HDPE bottles. Um, I get my plastic bottles usually from Heartland because I get them by the hundred from Heartland and Heartland has got really good prices on them by the hundred. Okay. And okay. Heartland, yeah, Heartland does have glass bottles there too. Um, Kimmer's got glass. Kimmer has got these gorgeous frosted green glass bottles um i do have some of those um i had to buy some of them just because i really love that frosted green glass but you know that's besides the point oh and kathy and margo were in chat saying heartland has lots of colored glass what about nicotine i I bought uh from rts and it's I bought 48. You, I, you, I, I bought Liquid Barn before. It was 36. That's when I first got into the, uh, and uh, 250 mil lasted me for well over a year. Uh, this RTS is a little, the taste is different. Maybe it's because it's a higher nick at the 48 instead of the 36. Where do you prefer getting your nick um, from? Once you dilute it down, it shouldn't be any stronger taste than what you got. Um, I, <laughs> RTS for a long time said that they were uh, USA Nicotine. And and it really bothered me that they were being misleading in that, um, because they really were being misleading in that. But then somebody pointed out to me that my favorite Nick vendor has right on their site that their nicotine is organic. Well, I, I would like to see an organic nicotine extraction process. I really would. <laughs> because it'd be nice but i don't think it's a reality um i use wizard labs and there are people out there that think wizard labs nicotine is harsh um i think that depending on what time of the year you get your nicotine um, you're going to get good and bad nick from every vendor there is out there the one thing i can tell you that is my personal experience with wizard is they are pretty damn consistent across the board. So I have been purchasing my nicotine from Wizard Labs for years. Um, I've tried other places off and on. Um, I keep going back to Wizard Labs. Okay. There are very right, there's a few places. Yeah, me. there's a few places I would never buy nicotine from. Um, but as far as the ones that I would buy it from, yeah, Wizard Labs, um, Heartland, um, uh, Nick Select, and um, E-Liquid Barn. Yeah, Liquid Barn, those, I'll tell you what, those people, uh, they have the, this was back in the day, you know, about a year or so ago, they had a kit, and uh, I, I had questions about them, and about two days later, I get a phone call. Uh, this is so-and-so from Liquid Barn. Uh, we got an email from you. You know, I, I said, look, I said, before I spend $150 with you people, I said, I got questions. You know, and they, they walked me through everything. You know, and they were they were very, you know, very, very nice people. 
And their flavors are still, I've still got some of their flavors. And even after a year, you know, their flavors are still good. Oh, see, there you go. Probably not as strong, but. And and here's the thing. If you if you find a company that you like, stick with that company. Um, don't let what somebody else thinks um, sway you from from what you think is a decent vendor. Um, and we get this we get this all the time, especially in the DIY group, um, where people will try to convince you that your choice is bad just because they don't like it. Um, there are a few vendors out there that I don't trust as far as I could pick them up and throw them. I think they're lying pieces of shit or, or they're irresponsible mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're showing people how to mix with 100 milligram nicotine while they're drunk off their ass in their living room um, and things like that. That's different. Um, I cannot honestly send somebody to a company that I have absolutely zero faith in the people running the company or the safety practices of that company. Um, Other than that, I'm not going to badmouth a vendor just because I don't happen to like them. You know, um, I better, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna tell you I wouldn't buy a fucking thing from them people, um, it's gonna be because I think that these people are not an asset to this community or to you or to your mixing preferences. Well, it's also from what you've experienced, you know, you can't, you can't judge a company if you've never bought from them before, you know, that boils down. It's kind of like the, what is it, the SX board versus the DNA board. Yeah. The most accurate board I've found is the DNA. I've got a DNA Vapor Shark 200 in my hand right now. I absolutely love it. I don't buy anything else. It's not DNA because I like the DNA board. Maybe the SX is better. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a DNA fangirl. Um, I mean, and I have had people send me a sample. There was a company, um, and that that when they tried to launch their company, they were sending out free samples of 100 milligram nicotine. Number one, I really would prefer none of these companies to send out free samples to 100 milligram nicotine. Um, then again, my thoughts on brand new mixers using 100 milligram is well documented, especially on this show. Um, but they were sending them out in centrifuge tubes that leaked all over. Mm -hmm. I decided then and there that I was never going to purchase something from these people. If they were doing something as irresponsible as sending out 100 milligram nicotine samples in a leaky ass centrifuge tube in a padded mailer, and then their response when people started complaining about that was to say, well, the fucking post office did it. No, no, no. What is a centrifuge tube? Uh, glass tubes? No, they're the little plastic tubes with the with the that are, have a point on the bottom, and they have a screw on cap. They they basically don't seal. 
They're, they were not meant to be liquid tight, ever. And for somebody to, to claim that they're a chemist and to do something that fucking stupid um, inspires absolutely zero faith in me. None. I have absolutely no faith at all whatsoever in that company. None. It, it, was, it was a huge, huge blunder. And, um, and I thought, well, we'll sit back and wait and see what happens and how this plays out. And, of course, it was the post office's fault. It was the people who were getting the free samples' fault. And, and I've seen in this company repeatedly over and over and over again that where, when there is an issue, it's never the company's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. And they're very loud and very vocal about the fact that, you know, it, we didn't screw up. You did or the post office did. And um, that is just not responsible business practice to me, especially with a company that is dealing with sending out 100 milligram nicotine to its customers. Mm-hmm. So I've never bought there. I never will buy there. Um, and I think the owner's a fucking idiot. But, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's my opinion. It doesn't have to be your opinion. It doesn't have to be anybody else's opinion. Um, I buy what I want, where I want. And I'm assuming you're going to buy what you want and, and where you want. Um, the only thing I can do is when people ask me what I, you know, where do you get yours? I'll tell you where I get mine. I will tell you the other places that I've gotten it that I've had really good customer service from i've had really good conversations with these people um that's the way i operate right all right well can you put me back on hold i'm gonna listen to you for the rest of the night yes yes young man i sure can talk to you later tanner oh tanner send me an email yeah i'll send you an email whenever i i gotta deliver in oklahoma in the morning so i'll just send it then okay make sure you send me an email kiddo Alrighty. Thank you. Yep. Oh, hey, Eva's in chat. Hi, Eva. I was talking about you the other day, Eva, but I didn't use your name. <laughs> Hi, 503. Who's this? Oh, Jeannie, this is Lee. Hi, Lee. How are you tonight? I am recovering from a very traumatic shopping trip. How are you? Oh, yeah, I know you hate going to the store. I hate shopping. I know. And me, too. I, I can't handle it. I'd rather buy it. I'm, I'm the same as you. If it ain't dot. I ain't buying it. Um, so I had a, I purchased a, uh, I know this is a DUIY show right now. But I got a couple of questions. When has my show ever uh, been myopic in view? Yeah. We talk. It's we talk about I'm everything. Sorry. I mean, you've listened to the show repeatedly, Lee. You know how many ooh shiny moments I have. So, what's up? DIY Actually, or not DIY? You what's are going the on? The only show. Just so you know, you're the only show I ever listen to live. Everything else is replayed. <laughs> well, and I tend to piss you off. So, yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah. Did you get my email by the way over the my congressman or senator? Yeah. Don't you love that? Yeah. The, the, the response was about the kids. About the kids. Yeah. It wasn't even the question that I even asked. <laughs> it's totally diverted. It wasn't the question you asked, but they sure were pushing their agenda. Yes. Yes. 
So I got a question for you. I just purchased a nice little clone. I know people don't like clones, but frankly, I'm a truck driver myself, so I can't afford to go be buying $300 mods. Bought a case on clones. Um, and I am having the most terrible time between all of the different mods that I have. I've got an original Elise 2. I've got an Atlantis. I've got Kanger subtanks, both of them, the mini and the, uh, the nano and then the, the big one that they first come out with. And I just seem to can't get the flavors to be any kind of consistent on any one of them mods, no matter what. Now, I've, I purchased it thinking maybe I might be able to get a little consistency here, right, where I can enjoy the vape. But since I'm a driver, I want to be able to exchange back and forth the devices because they only hold so much liquid, and I can't drip while I'm driving. It just ain't going to happen. I, I, I just can't drip and drive. Any idea what might be going on here? Airflow is about the same. The coils are all 1.8. And they're just not getting a consistent vape. Well, you're not going to. Unless you're using 5K funds all at 1.8 with the same wicking in them, it's not going to happen. Or unless you're using five Atlantis tanks with the, the same ohm coils in all of them. It's not going to happen because all of those all of those different tanks that you're using have different chamber sizes and different wicking and stuff in the heads that are in them. And that's where your inconsistency is coming from because I mean if you're putting them on a on a DNA device and you have got your DNA devices all set at 30 watts. Those the five different tanks, even at the same ohm, are going to taste differently because of the airflow and the um, coil and wicking material that's inside of them. Well, I'm using the same. I'm building my own coils. Okay. Right? And so the only thing it could really be is the airflow. And the chamber size inside of it. Yeah. Those two things can make a big, big difference. Um, I can, I'm, I'm telling you, this, all, I, <laughs> and, and this is, again, this is my opinion, commence, commence the hate mail people. These fucking Triton tanks that everybody thinks are fantastic and oh my God, the flavor. What the fuck are you vaping on besides this thing? Because I am here to tell you that my Nautilus Mini with a new coil in it has way better flavor than the stupid Triton tank, and it doesn't go through a third of the e-liquid. So, I, no, I'm pissed off at the Limo right now. I bought that Limo thinking, oh, great, I can top it from the top. That's awesome, right? Yeah, I, you go, first time you go twist that thing on, you've broken the glass. Uh, I've, I've gone through three glasses and I've only used it once. Just putting the ding thing together, you break the glass. I, they, everybody says that tastes good, but I can't get a chance to even try it. So I, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm getting annoyed by some of the different coils and stuff. That's why I went out and bought those two clones, just to try it out, see what it's like. The, the flavor between... Okay, what the hell is up with these $12 coils? Six and $12 coils. That's <laughs> coils. Yeah. All right? Just give me my damn coils that I pay 2 bucks for a piece, 10 bucks for the box, or 20 bucks for the five. I don't want to pay $100 for coils, right? I mean, it's getting ridiculous. So I'm actually, and not to mention, nobody is selling anymore. You can't even buy the Kanger uh, 1.5s anymore, or the 1.2s, whatever they are. You can't even buy them locally anymore. You have to buy them online because nobody's carrying them. It's like they're all four just sub-owned. That's it. Just four sub-owned. And I'm, I'm annoyed by it. That's the reason why I'm going out and ordering my stuff overseas and everywhere else is because nobody's coming out with any good technology for us. Well, and I have I have other, stated other I have stated repeatedly that the reason I think that this big sub-owned push has gone industry-wide... Um, was not fed by the cloud chasers. I I really don't think it was. Um, you know, my marquee is is a sub ohm. It's got a dual coil sub ohm build in it. So you know, if I want to blow clouds, I can. Um, and I have to tell you that my marquee has way better flavor than this piece of shit Triton tank. Um, is the Triton tank handy? Yeah, it's handy if, you know, I want to fog out my car and not be dripping. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, I mean, and I pick it up and I use it. But if I am purely vaping for the flavors that I've created and that I really enjoy, um, I generally have them in something other than that. You know, they're they're in my marquee or they're in my kabuki tank for, that I got from Zen. Absolutely love that thing. Um, I actually ordered something new last night, and after I ordered it, Ed the Green, you bastard Ed, I'm asking everybody, where do I get this thing? Where can I buy one of these silly things? Because Uncle Dagger had one. And, you know, James and Ed the Green have no, never steered me wrong on gear, ever. And Dagger was talking about how much he was really enjoying this Goblin Mini. I'm like, okay, well, I'll get one of these. I'm like, okay, so we finally get somebody to give me a link in chat where I can go buy one of these Goblin Minis. So I get this Goblin Mini all ordered. And it really wasn't bad. I think it was like 20 bucks. It was right around $20. And um, Ed says, oh, yeah, Jeannie, and if you have too much problem wrapping these nano coils." Maybe you can get Dino to build them for you. I went, nano coils? Really? Don't you think that nano coils would have been something you would have told the old lady with bad hands before she fucking bought one? So, yeah, no kidding, huh? So, the, let me tell you. The worst case scenario here is I'm going to get this thing and I'm going to get out my little wire gizmo and and I'm going to attempt to build nano coils for about an hour, and I'm I love that coil master. And and then I'm gonna call coils. it yeah. So then I'm gonna call it a motherfucker, and I'm gonna throw it across the room, and I'll go pick it up off the floor, and I will put it in a box, and I will address the box to Dino, or I will address the box to Ed, and I will send it to them with a prepaid postage label for them to rebuild this stupid thing and mail it back to me. 
So, but I'm going to try it. I'm just annoyed because I can't even go to the store anymore. There's no vape shops in this area that are carrying 18 milligram at all. They're all carrying, none of them are carrying any of the coils necessary anymore. That, I mean, if I want to go through a thousand gallons of juice, fine. But I don't want to go through that much juice. You know, I, I just want to build my stuff and get it over with uh, at this point because I can't rely. I'm not, I can't buy another Kanger tank because I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to get the coils later. Um, and, you know, it's got, whatever I buy it has to be available at this point. Yeah. And this is one of the things that I wanted to, to talk with um, Kazi about because Kazi and I um, are kind of, we agree we're of one mind when it comes to what's going on lately. And what is going on lately is all of the mouth-to-lung vapors and the smokers are being left in the dust. Because of the higher profit margin, my my opinion of why it's gone this way might not be Kazi's opinion of why it's gone this way. Just that this problem does exist out there. We agree this problem exists. People are not catering to mouth-to-lung vapors anymore. They are not catering to smokers anymore. They're not. They, no, they aren't. They are, and, and, and they are catering to the entire sub-ohm thing. Um, part of it is, yes, there's, there's a bunch, of, there's a bunch of, of cloud chasers out there. I'm not arguing that. I still, folks, I do not believe that it is the majority of vapors. I don't. I don't think it's the majority. I still think that that niche is a minority. The, the caveat to that is that minority, like I said, I can go through 5 mil of e-liquid a day in a Nautilus Mini or in my Kabuki tank. Okay? They're going through 30 mil a day. Therefore, they are a better profit margin. Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually so upset with the stores these days because, you know, I mean, this is an industry. I, I, Russ pretty much set it up last show, and I don't agree with everything Russ does or everything says. Now, of course, I won't take it out on you, of course, right? But, you know, he's got Thank you. I appreciate Lee. Like Lee. I appreciate it. First, let me tell you. Stop. Hold on. Time out. Thank you for that. Thank you for saying we are not the same person. I am not responsible for what he says and does, and he is not responsible for what I say and do. Because you know what? Him and I, we don't agree on very fucking much at all. But thank you for that. I appreciate uh, it because I've been getting say, bitched I, at a lot. I will say that I agreed with his statement last night is that this industry is, uh, we're not, out to help the people on harm reduction we're out for the profits in the in the pocket is what we're out for i mean he pretty much stated it when he was talking about the snus and why he was using the snus um because he doesn't have to give all this explanation on vaping 24 hours a day as you're walking down the road i carry mine and people stare at me right and they want to ask me questions and I agree. I'm, I'm there to help, but you can only help so much before you start getting frustrated because everybody can stops and starts talking to you, right? You can't get anything done. Uh, I, I've helped lots of people. I'm not saying I've every smoker I've helped, but I agree with his methodology of 
we have failed as an industry for helping the vapor quit combustibles cigarettes. We have failed. Right now, they're failing me because they're only carrying the higher end or the lower milligram stuff, lower nick. I I want the 18. That's what I want, but I can't make it or can't get it unless I make it. It's just how it is. It's ridiculous. I would not agree. I would not agree that we have failed. Um, will I say that we have we have started to to turn away from what we started as? Yes. Do I think that that is? Do I think that that has killed the industry? No. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, oh, I think uh, lawyers are going to kill this industry, um, and you know. I think the biggest enemy that we have right now is ourselves. And um, I think that ourselves, backed by attorneys, um, are doing more damage to this industry than than the ants at, at this moment in time. Um, that's my opinion. Um, do I think that a lot of brick-and-mortar shops are catering to cloud chasers now? Yep. Do I think that there are a lot of vendors out there that have stopped making anything over six meg? Six milligram, Margo. There, Margo. Happy? Um, yeah, I do. I, I think that a lot of vendors are not making anything over six. But there are thousands of vendors out there. There are still plenty of vendors that are making 12 and 18 and 24. If the vendor that you prefer to purchase your e-liquid from is not making it anymore, complain. Send them emails. Do something about it. Because I think a lot of the reason that these vendors are not carrying, are not producing 12 and 18 and 24 anymore is because shops aren't asking for it. Well, you know what? Instead of Saying, oh, well, you know, they don't have it in 18. Well, I guess I'll take six. Don't don't cave into that. Don't buy it anymore. If you want an e-liquid, well, if I, you want an e-liquid vendor really, to pay attention know, to the fact. I quit buying from a lot of locals because of different reasons, right? I mean, a lot of drama about the vendors. They all think I'm in competition with them just because I made a calculator. So... Which is ridiculous. I'm actually helping the industry instead of hurting the industry, right? Yep. But it's one of those things where, so back to my subject. Yes, I bought a clone. Shame on me. Why? Uh, What's what's wrong with that? Well, I do believe in supporting supporting the people that did the work. I mean, that created it. I, I do believe in that. I believe that we should support those people, right? Oh, I, mean, I do too, but I'm poor. Okay? Um, yeah. And I have said this. I, I have I have clone, and I have authentic gear. Okay? Now, generally, before I go out and buy the authentic gear, I will ask around, you know, who's got the best clone of this? Because, as I said, I'm poor. I don't have a lot of money. 
I will purchase a clone of something, and if I really like it, I will save up the money and go out and buy the authentic. I do not have the budget to be able to go out and drop $150 plus on an RDA on the chance that I'm going to like it. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of getting frustrated in the industry more and more recently. You know, it's like, and, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the vapors that I'm frustrated. It's the industry of, they aren't really, it's all about the money more is what people are thinking at the shops wise than they are of helping people. I've been met a couple of shops that are different that do help the people. I get it. I've seen it. I can't say all of them, right? But it's more and more of what I see. I'm starting to see more and more of the old-time vapor shops that used to be in this area are now catering more towards the sub-owned because it's, it makes more money. Well, and here's, here's and, the thing that I would say to every shop owner out there, okay? I don't care if you are pushing sub in your shop. I, really, I don't care. But don't forget the smokers. And you know what? If if you are if you own a shop and you don't have some kind of exhaust fan so that when a smoker opens the door up or I open the door up because I'm here to tell you if I open up the sho- a, a, the door to the shop and it is full it's a fucking cloud, I'm not going in. And I'm a vapor and I don't want to walk into that. You do not want the front of your shop looking like a head shop. You don't want your shop looking like a scene out of a Cheech and Chong movie, for fuck's sake. God, I haven't remember. I haven't thought about those guys in a long time. Because if you're going to tell me that you are in this industry because you want to help people get off of cigarettes, then do something about your fucking shop. Do something about it. Stop making... A smoker, open up the door to your shop and them thinking they're walking into a Cheech and Chong movie, for God's sake. We're driving them away. We are driving them away as much as these bullshit studies like Harvard just produced. We are doing the same thing in a different way. Same end results. Smokers are going to continue to smoke because of it. And if you think that I'm full of shit, you're part of the problem, not the solution. Well, just look at the email I sent you or with our uh, Senator of Congress, whoever the guy is, that is a moron. Um, just look at the email. Everything that was stated there, the only thing, I, we wanted a child-proof cap. We're okay with that. We were given and taken, right? But their attitude is, is, well, if you want childproof caps on it, what else are you going to give us so that we can allow you to have that? Well, wait, wait a minute. What else? What do you mean? What else? We're trying to help here, right? We're not trying to, to hinder the industry. Vaping is so misunderstood. It is. By... And I don't know how to get to, get get through 
to, I'm not going to get through the stores because they're set in their ways. Uh, probably email a few vendors. I do know that there is this one Cloud9 out over here. He's got, that's, that he actually does make the juice in all the milligrams. Um, I, I've actually, he's handed me a sample bottle once, and it was like, wow, that's great, you know. And I do buy his products, but the stores aren't carrying them. Now I have to go to him directly to see about getting it. Yep. Um, there is, there's, uh, there's two shops around here now. Um, one is 20 miles one direction, one is 20 miles the other direction. Um, and the one shop um, was getting, I, I don't think they did it out of the kindness of their heart to get smokers to come back into their, into their vape shop. But I think they did it because people were walking by the front windows and looking in there like they were a bunch of freaks. Well, you know, when you have a hookah lounge in front of uh, 10-foot plate glass windows, um, the, the average person walking down the street is going to look at you kind of funny. Just just so you know, it's going to happen, guys. Um, because, you know, people in the United States, for the most part, see a, a hookah and they they think cheese and chong. Just how it is. This is the reality. Um, you might want to, you know, well, no, but that's not what we're doing. Yeah, but you know what it looks like, so there's that. Um, but what they did was they put their lounge in the back of the shop so that the front of the shop was a storefront. And it stayed unfoggy. And guess what? They started getting more smokers walking in there to find out about starting vaping. Again, we go right back to the thing where if it looks like Cheech and Chong. Well, I live in Oregon. Cheech and Chong is going to become a reality here soon. Which which I find is hysterically funny. They're, they're starting vaping bans everywhere, yet they are legalizing marijuana all over the place. Makes zero sense oh, to yeah. me, but okay. We can... We can have eight ounces of marijuana in our house. Not that I can do it because I'm a, a driver, truck driver. You know, we got regulations. But um, eight ounces in your house, you can have one ounce on you. Can't smoke it in public, but you, it's totally legal. But then they're slamming on vaping, yeah. which is kind of ridiculous. Yep. Well, I kind of got a lot off the topic of the whole thing. But I'm just wondering, you know, I'm looking for a consistent vape. I was kind of hoping the Limo 2 would have been a good thing, but I can't afford to keep buying glass for that damn thing. Um, uh, yes, I made sure I cleaned around the edges of it, make sure there's no glass, and yes, I put a little bit of juice around it so that the rubber seals can connect up without it cracking, but it slices down the center every single time. I don't know. So I went out and bought these two, and I'm, I'm going to try them out tonight. I'm hoping that they'll be good. They're the K-Fun 4s. Uh, I don't know what brand they are. But I, I'm hoping that these, this will give me some good flavor, something that I can take in and off of my mod while I'm going mm-hmm. around. Anyway, Jimmy, I just want to call, bug you for a moment before I go back to work. Well, thank you very yeah. much, Lee. Do you want me to stick you back on hold? Uh, yes, please. All righty. I will stick you back in the, in the hold queue. Nightly. Night. 
Okay, well, I got another call sitting here on hold um, as soon as the switchboard starts responding. Okay, there we go. The switchboard just hates me lately. Hi, 450, who's this? Hello. Hello. Hello, uh, I'm calling from Quebec. Hello. Hello. Uh, I have a couple of questions. Yes, ma'am. Uh, here they passed a bill, Bill 44, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of uh, starting the DIY. Um, what, what should I start with first? Um, I don't, and, and see, and I don't, because you're in Canada, I don't know where you can get all your stuff from. Um, Eva's in chat. Eva, um, Eva, if you're still paying attention in chat, where can somebody get DIY supplies in Canada? Because I know most of the U.S. vendors don't send um, DIY products into Canada um, because of the the way the customs forms and all of that work. But um, I know there there I know there are places in Canada um, that do DIY supplies. I just don't know who they are. Okay. But, um, oh, Flavor Fog and Gentleman's Reserve. Yeah, but they don't have, uh, Flavor Fog, they don't have nicotine. I went to the the site. That's Uh the first site, uh... And they don't have nicotine. Many places they don't have nicotine. Um, now, I know like One Stop DIY Shop, they will send flavorings and stuff into Canada. But I don't think... Oh, and, and they say if you email them, they will. If you send Flavor Fog an email and ask them. And they have they have uh, nicotine. Yes, um, yeah, so email them yeah. and ask them, um, because it just might not be something that they have up on their website, but, I mean, if you're on looking, site, yeah, um, okay. oh, and they just can't sell it, they just can't sell it on this site, but if you email them, they can take care of you with that, because okay. I know, like, One Stop sends flavors and stuff into Canada, but they don't send nicotine into Canada. Okay. And, uh, well, I guess it's okay. Sorry, my English not good. I'm French. Your English is just fine. You are doing very well. Let me put it this way. You speak better English than I do French. <laughs> so, thank you. Mm-hmm. I will try to uh, send them an email. All right, well, shoot them an email, um, and if there's anything else I can do for you, just let me know. Sorry I wasn't more helpful. Uh, no, it was okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, I want to go back for just a second. I really don't want to end this show on a rant, but I it's it's going to be a little bit of a rant, I guess. Um, I'm not against shops selling sub-ohm gear. I'm not against shops having cloud competitions. 
what I am against is you alienating me and all the other people like me in this industry that don't want to walk into a cloud. What I am against is the fact that we profess to be all about helping keep this industry alive so that the people that are still smokers can get away from that. We're driving those people away. I don't take part in advocacy for most of the people listening to this show. Because most of the people that are listening to this show and listening to me fucking cuss every week, you already know where to get your stuff. If bans rolled out countrywide tomorrow, most of the people listening to this show are going to know where to get their stuff. That still leaves millions of people to die of a smoking-related death. I am not okay with that. It really bugs the shit out of me that all these brick-and-mortar stores have popped up all over the country. And a good portion of those don't give a shit about helping smokers quit. You got a fog bank when you open the door. If you finally do get to a counter, there is zero new vapor equipment. If you do have a starter, and I'm making air quotes, people. I I have my little air quotes up. Your starter gear consists of a sub box and a sub tank. And there is little little to none as far as information on the safety and operation of this device. That's a problem. It really is a problem. These places are not going to change on their own. They're probably not going to change listening to me, bitch, and tell them that I think they're money-grubbing assholes. But maybe, just maybe, a rational conversation can change it. So guys, if you don't have some starter gear in your shop, Think about getting some. If you're going to have all these couches and stuff and a lounge in the front of your shop, have an exhaust fan.
if you're vaping out in public. Don't go blowing a fucking cloud out in front of somebody's six-year-old. Just because we're allowed to do something doesn't mean we should do it. We want the politicians to be respectful of our right to vape. Okay, fine. Fine. How about we start being respectful of all of the non uh, all of the non-smokers and the families that have been educated by the media to think that we are Satan? The don't be a dick rule applies. Hi, 417, who's this? It's me. Hi. How are you? Are you better? I'm better now. Good. Are you done with your antibiotics? No. Okay. You must be getting close. Yes. Okay. Well, before we get back on DIY, (laughs) I've been visiting a lot of shops in our area. Hey, tell tell everybody tell everybody what you've been up to, Miss Margo. Oh God, do I have to? Yep. <laughs> I'm listening tonight because it's DIY and I need a break for my sanity. Um, I'm officially in advocacy now. It seems. Um, working the southwest part of Missouri. Um. Helping out Kassar when I can. Why Why do you people not pronounce the name of that state right? Answer me that. Missouri? It's not, it's not spelled M-U-Z-Z-R-I. Or R-A. If you are anywhere south of Kansas City or St. Louis, it's Missouri. They say Missouri in Kansas City and St. Louis. And there are some of us that just simply say misery. <laughs> It, it really depends upon where you're at. Okay. All right. Ooh, shiny moment over. So now, Margo, <laughs> you fell in. Um, you fell into an official advocacy role. Yeah, I did. Um, and I'm I'm not too god awfully surprised about it because I've kind of been vocal to begin with for a long time. Um, but having fallen into an official capacity has put me in a spot to where I've been actually visiting all of our shops. And I mean all of our shops. Uh, this area probably had 15 shops before Kansas City even had one. So there are lots of vape shops around here. I've seen things that have made me very happy. I've seen things that have, have disturbed me. I can say, for the most part, all of them do have starter gear. Um, For the most part, they have higher milligram liquids. Uh, That made me happy. Uh, There's actually one store who, a couple of years ago, donated 
buku truckloads of stuff <laughs> Did you the see what? of Los yeah. for our, our vets that realized that people that were new had issues walking into a shop, and it was a fog bank. So they've opened a second store in town. So one shop is completely cloud-free. You see um, egos. You see ice sticks. You see lots of beginner gear. They have a few other upper-end devices. Um, but you see simple stuff that a lot of people, including myself, still use. The new shop you go to is where you're going to go for all of your cloud chasing, sub building, and I thought that was an exceptionally intuitive act on their part. Um, they realized that there are indeed two separate markets. Um, I vape, and I have for over two years. I do not like sitting in a business where it is so thick my eyelashes start sticking together. I'm fine with that twice a year when I go to conventions. I'm fine with that. If it's an event, that's fine. Yeah, if it's a it's, business... It's walking through a cloud at VaporCon or, you know, and Vape Bash, it really is, isn't even that way either because Vape Bash is in such a huge venue that right. it has a place to go. Um, right. But like VaporCon, you know, I mean, VaporCon gets pretty freaking cloudy. area, yeah. Um, but for me, that's an easy trade-off for me because... It's three days out of the year in Richmond, Virginia, hanging out with a bunch of people that I absolutely adore most of. There's a few douchebags there that I won't speak to. But for the most part, it is a bunch of people that I absolutely adore. Um, So it's a trade-off for me. But if, yeah, I would, if I lived a mile from the vape shops around here, I would still probably order my stuff online. Um... Not so much because it's cheaper, which it is, but, you know, I don't I don't have a problem supporting local business and paying a little extra to do that. I really don't. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to walk in there and walk through a cloud, you know, um, Agreed. I've agreed. Yeah, and it's funny because I'm walking into these shops and apparently they know me enough to know that. Well, yeah, I make my own juice. Um, I've taken care of my own gear all this time, so I haven't been a frequent flyer at shops. Um, Most of them in this area, I think their hearts are probably in the right place. I'll find out more this Sunday because there's going to be a huge advocacy meeting and the truth will be in the numbers on that one on how many people actually show up. Um, but the, the thing, there's one group of shops that's owned by the same individual who owns three stores in this little podunk town um, that no one seems to be able to get a hold of the gentleman that owns Joplin's them. not really podunk, Margo. It's not as podunk as Shingle House, 
but it it's not a metropolis by any means. <laughs> it's it's no, it's not. It's so in the corner of Southwest Missouri. And it's, you yeah. Google Shingle House, Pennsylvania, and I'm telling you, people, there's like nine fucking streets here. I did one time, and I had to laugh because I clicked on the thing, the the p- things to do in Shingle House. There was nothing. <laughs> you did nothing. Nothing. Um, cow I tipping. Mean, it, it didn't even show. Oh, here's a convenience store where but you can get do, gas. Do you want to know oh, how? Do you, oh my God. Yeah. Do you want to know how yeah, podunk no. we are? We are so podunk that I had to move to Dallas, Texas, before I ever even knew what cow tipping was. I mean, people are so country here; they don't even know what cow tipping is. Now, see here, cow tipping is country. Yeah, no, no, no. If you go beyond that, yeah, the people out in the middle of BFE have no idea what cow tipping is. None. <laughs> None. No idea. There, I'm there, like, there's lots of bumfuck nowheres. I'm like, what? Here. What the hell is cow tipping? And they're like, you know, when you run out in the pasture and you you push a cow over while it's sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, why the hell would you do that? Why but why would you do that? And they're looking at me uh, like Yeah, well Yeah, we're not even going on that mentality. But uh the the icing on the cake is this particular group of three shops that I have yet to really be able to reach out to who I need to reach out to. One of them is directly across the street from a fast food joint that I swang through the drive-thru one day last week because I had been out so much. It's like, oh, there's no food in the house and people at home will be hungry. So I'm sitting there waiting on the the expected burger and fries that's going to shut everybody up. And I look across the street at this shop. It's 6.15 at night. It's pitch black. Glass storefront. The only thing I could see in that shop was the neon sign up against the glass that said open. And I sat there and looked at that and went, you know, I don't think I'm even going to waste my time going in that store. Uh, That is not going to attract someone who's interested in walking away from cigarettes and looking for a healthier alternative. So, yeah, people need to really wake up and realize that the industry as a whole is becoming divided. And it would be nice to see those lines of division be able to shake hands and meet in the middle somewhere. Um and it would be nice to let everybody get back to where it all started from. And it all started from people who were smoking. And for me, that's what it is all about. It is. I didn't make it to VaporCon this year because I chose siding and windows for my house instead, which in retrospect, I'm really, really glad I did. Vape Bash, Chicago. April. Yeah, I plan on it. I plan on it. If, yeah, yeah, if if it is allowed in Illinois, I'd, yeah. Um, I'm not real optimistic about everything that's in the wind. Well, it's not in Cook County. It's not in Cook County, so there's that's that. That's true. That's true. It, it's south of the city, so that's good. Um, 
yes, and I do plan on doing that because that's only a 10-hour drive for me. Vapercon's three days. That's just one way. Yeah, it's like three-day drive there. We're there three days, three days back. Um, so it's like there's 10 days just for a three-day party. I was at Fort Leonard Wood. You were so close to me, it's not even funny. Yeah, my my godson graduated um, in Fort Leonard Wood. And we went out for, we drove straight through. Oh. Yeah, we drove straight straight through from here to there. Um, and I called my husband on the cell phone and I said, there is fucking nothing here. He uh-huh. went, what? I said, there is, th- there's nothing here. And he's like, nope. oh yeah, listen at you. And I'm like, no, Paul, we think <laughs> there is nothing where we live. There mm-hmm. is nothing here. We have been driving for three hours. I don't, I don't think we've seen a fucking house. Um, yeah. And Fort Leonard Wood, I got, I still have a coffee mug from Fort Leonard Wood that says Fort Lost in the Woods. Mm-hmm. I didn't see very yeah. many woods. No, no. Nope, lots of flat nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> Next time, if you head in that direction, you need to let me know. I'll meet you. Yeah, because I it's am, not that far from here. You know, they're talking about uh, smokers and says talking in chat about about preaching. You know what? I got to tell you, and and I've said this repeatedly, and I keep saying it. Um, generally, when vendors send me a package, every vendor that I order from, when I order from them, they know to throw in extra business cards. I take those business cards and I print a sheet of Avery labels with my name and my email address on the back of it. And when I am walking in a store, whether it's the grocery store or it's Walmart or it's the GameStop because Bernie needed a new game, whatever, I keep all those business cards in the outside pocket of my purse. And if a smoker looks at me funny... As I'm going to walk in with my vape in my hand, I hand him one of those business cards and say, my name and email address is on the back. If you want some more information, just send me, shoot me an email. And I keep walking. That's it. Yep. Yep. Because a lot of times. My my most recent convert happens to be the gentleman that put the siding on our home. I made made Um, a new convert yesterday. Is there a better feeling in the world? No, there's not. So, um, Miss Kimmer, Miss Kimmer, thank you very much for the um, starter kits that you sent me to help mm-hmm. new vapors yeah. get started. Because we created, yep. we created another vapor yesterday in Shingle House, Pennsylvania. That was prior to that she was smoking. So go, Hillary, and um, I hope you do really good, Hill and um, Kimmer. Thanks, much appreciated. Yeah, uh, Kimmer's gear is being used here as well. Yep. But uh, yeah, this it, it it was my latest high. It's like this yeah. guy smoked as long as I did, which was over forty years. Two years ago, he almost died from a massive heart attack. He's still smoking. Um, he had tried it once, but he had picked up some crap at a convenience store, and it just didn't cut the mustard. And uh, he loved Dr. Pepper. I noticed while he was here working that every day at lunch he had a can of Dr. Pepper in his lunchbox. And uh, so when he finished the job as a tip, I had mixed him up 100 ml of juice 
and gave him some startup kits um, and some EVOD tanks. Not those CE clear, no, because they didn't work for me. In the beginning, an EVOD tank did work for me. And you have to think about what worked in the early days. I did jumping jacks when I found Eco Batteries. Margo. I know. Blue foam, tea bags. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I didn't have to pay near as much for my ego as you did yours. Um, They they were talking about Trog's screwdriver on Kevin's show Sunday night. And, um, you know, that was one of the the devices that I always wanted and and never got. Um, But yeah, when I started vaping, it it really was. It was 510 stick batteries and Cisco, Mm -hmm. Cisco laser pointer mods and and that and when when the egos rolled out um a couple of months after i started vaping it was like oh um yeah, yeah. it was like better than sex um not really yeah. not it, it, not really but but it was yeah. almost yeah. it was almost that good but it, almost not quite but um yeah i uh um we we yes you can still get screwdrivers by trog they're still selling them yes and very boring has the r- link to where you can still get them um, I, um, I had a fistful of 510 stick batteries and you needed a fistful of them if you were going to leave your house for more than 20 minutes. Oh yeah. 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 It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Um, yeah. so I mean, vape gear has come a long way, but it yeah, really I has. still, there is, there is absolutely zero chance of me starting a brand new vapor on sub anything. Oh no, 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 no. Ever. Oh, no. But uh not gonna happen. Yeah, I was thrilled because I fixed him up. That was his tip. You did I paid him, he gave me a wonderful he did a wonderful job, he gave me a wonderful price on everything. And just like if you go to a restaurant you get good service, you leave a tip. So that was my tip for him. And I got a giant hug and that I left it at that. He's either gonna use it or he's not. I told him, if you have any problems or questions, you call me. And probably a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call. He's like, I'm having a problem with this here tank thing. I'm getting liquid in my mouth. It, I giggled, and I went, did I not warn you that when you open the bottom, you're going to break the seal, and there's going to be a little bit that gets down in there? He said, well, you may have, but I was just so confused that... Once again, words of wisdom. When people are new, and I remember it like it was yesterday, it is such an overwhelming process. You have to keep it as simple as possible so people will have success. Keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. So I walked him through it, and I asked, and I gave him blocks of coils with, with the tanks, too. And I said, how are you doing? He said, I've still got a few left. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of good Black Friday sales on. Let me see what I can find for you. In there waiting for him to pick up is five boxes of coils for those little EVOD tanks. Um, it was hard to find them, but I did. And uh, my concern is if things do go south, where am I going to send him to get his stuff at? Mm-hmm. This is why I got busy in the advocacy. Because he's uh, using it to not smoke. He's not using it yeah. as a hobby. No. 
he and, has and that's really down, at that, that point he had cut down from two packs a day to ten cigarettes a day. Um, and that and is that, that is so went, hard this, for. I think this can work. That is that is the biggest difficulty for new vapors is there. It's there's a lot of confusing shit, and I'm mm-hmm. as easy as we think it is. Um, I've been doing this a really long time. Um, and some of this gear, new gear confuses the shit out of me, which is why I am using really simple gear for the most part. Um, my mods, on the other hand, my mods are way smarter than I am because I know I'm a dumbass. Um, even the mechanicals that I have now, my mechanicals have kicks in them. Um, I really like regulated. I like my device to be smarter than I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it was yeah, like with Hillary. You I, know, I when I she juice. was here That's yesterday. No deal, but I'm really dumb when it comes to what's inside these things that make them work. I have a healthy respect for it. I made what I, I made Hillary um, butterscotch. I made her yum, and I made her a Soho marshmallow mix, just in case she wanted something that tasted tobacco-ish. Yeah, yeah. See, and that. That again, that's something shops probably need to have it. And I remember that I had it in my head. It needs to taste like a cigarette or it's not going to work. Um, four days into it, I was grabbing those coffee pre-filled cartomizers and the vanilla cartomizers and going, these tobacco ones taste like shit. Um but there are some people that, after years of vaping, still like tobacco flavors. Um, I had to change my opinion on Soho. I'm just getting uh, to where I'm playing with tobaccos and finding some that I actually like. Um, and, you know, the first the first two weeks I was vaping, I used some tobacco flavors and almost... Immediately, and thank you, Terry Brazel at PEC Smoke Shop for sending me samples of your mango and your caramel. Um, because thanks to you, sir, I am the flavor junkie that I am today. So yes, this is all your fault. Um, but and I avoided see, tobacco. Root beer and coffee. That first month, if it hadn't been for root beer and coffee, I would have never made it. Um, I avoided tobaccos like the plague until yeah. I got the flavor art library. And when I got the entire flavor art library and started playing around with stuff. Um, a lot of their tobacco smelled really good. So I started playing around with them. And I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. Hmm. See, and when I play with Soho, I still have to let it set for three or four days because right off the bat, I still get tobacco and I don't like it. But once it has a chance to sit on the shelf for a few days, it mellows out and then I like it. Um, but here's one. You do have the entire Flavor Art Library. And I was chatting with Thomas, and he's telling me, try some sassafras. What have you, or have you played with Oba Oba yet? I have. And are you going creamy with it, or are you going fruity with it? I'm going, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't want that to happen because if that's the case, it will indeed be the very first flavor art flavor that I wind up not liking, and that will break my heart. Um, um, 
well, no, let me rephrase it. I don't love it. And when, and Margot, I keep thinking I'm Margo, missing something here. But, but you know, you know how this goes. You have a flavor library comparable to mine. Okay, you and I do not have a couple of fra- flavorings. We can't even say that we have I've got one or two. We can't even say that we have a couple of dozen. Okay. Yours and mine are in the hundreds. <laughs> I'm down to just one empty drawer in my apothecary now. We are the 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 individual flavorings that we have at our beck and call number in the hundreds. Now, Margot, when was the last time you played around with a flavoring that you had that you didn't love? Right off the bat, there's been a few that I've had to play with before I learned to love them. Mm. Um, on their own, it, and it wasn't love, it would be, when it's solo, I would go, there's potential with this if I put it with this and this and this. I'm not getting that when I play with Oba Oba, and I am going to break down and hunt some sassafras or some root beer. I mean, sassafras root beer, we're, we're talking along the same flavor lines there. I am going to play with, with some fruits, par-suggested fruits. Um, Upstomp is the one that told me it was critical in eggnog. And so I'm going, okay, well, I have every freaking cream in the universe flavor art makes and uh surely to god that with some oba oba and a little bit of vanilla i'll be able to come up with something i'm not getting it and it it has me stumped and i and i have to tell you okay and before somebody goes and and repeats what i'm about to say to murdoch understand that i have nothing against um Pluid per se. I think that Pluid is the most god-awful shit ever invented. <laughs> I, and, and, and you know what I think of Rich from Flavor Art. Um, DJ mm-hmm. Vapes, DJ Vapes, Richard Hong, whatever you guys know him as. Um, I absolutely adore that boy. I couldn't sit. I was in love with flavor art stuff when I had to order. It from I Edwin. I couldn't sit at a table and talk to Rich when he was vaping fluid, because it just it was it was just something that just almost made me gag. Um, so this next part will probably come as quite the shock. Anise is the flavor from Flavor Art that I normally wouldn't have tried. And I am having a blast coming up with different ways um, and different mixes to use anise in. And I'm actually enjoying them. Um, I don't like Pluid. Are you you treating it like 
amber and violet and jasmine where you're just no just a hint of it no a little more you're actually going all out with it no not all out no 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 um but i am using I it licorice um i don't like black licorice i don't like black jelly beans i don't like good and plenty i don't like any of that shit but my my great aunt used to have these little square candies in a dish inside of her front door wrapped in red cellophane do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Uh-huh. I All always, of our grandma's dead. I always liked those as a kid. I liked those. And mm, see, I, I, uh, I zero black licorice have I ever liked. And I have found that some anise and some black currant and a little bit of cherry and my wonderful orange mixture... Um, can be a very interesting, complex yumminess. And I have just now started adding some creams to that. And yeah, so I I am I am playing around with Flavor Arts Anise and having a grand old time. Now, I have to tell you, I have come up with some holy fuck, what is that? Thinkers? Um, yeah, I have come up with I have come up with some mixes um, lately that made you want to shave your tongue. Um, but you know what? When you get these really strange ideas that come into your head, some of them are going to be horrible. Some of them are going to be okay. And you know what? Some of them are going to be fucking Phenomenal. amazing. Yeah. And we keep mixing because when you find those ones that are just fucking amazing. Yeah. And I had to laugh over the peach cobbler because I had not talked to you. You posted that and I'm uh, like, how the hell did she? They are so close, Margo. At all about peach cobbler. Yeah, at no. all. We didn't talk and about root beer at all either. No, and our root beer recipes were the almost only exactly the same. Thing we talked about was you and one other person did tell me that I would be better off going with Flavor West for a root beer. Mm-hmm. That was before Kimmer came up with hers. She's made my life so easy with root beer. I throw a little bit of wintergreen in her root beer, and I'm good to go. You know what I'm vaping right this minute with mashed potatoes in my mouth. Um, hmm. Kimmer's root beer. Root beer and mashed potatoes. Yeah, well, no, but hmm. you ever try to talk with while you're exhaling vape? You know, I could always talk while you're exhaling smoking, but you try to ex- try to talk while exhaling vapor, and it sounds like and this was Upstom's thing. It sounds like mushy, mushy mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like you're talking with a mouthful of mashed potatoes, but it's not. It's just vape. But whatever. Um, but yeah, um, I actually the three liquids that I have sitting here in front of me. Um, I have one that I have uh, my butterscotch going. I have Kimmer's root beer going. And I have a mix that is primarily uh, Kimmer's Arnold Palmer. But I I spike that Arnold Palmer with a little bit of raspberry and some strawberry. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> some raspberry and some strawberry. And it's, but those are, that's the three things I've got going right now. Um, two of the three things that I've got going right now um, are 
from Kimmer's One Stop Flavor Line, and I absolutely love Kimmer's One Stop Flavor Line. I really do. Kimmer's flavors are absolutely phenomenal, and they could make day, me very I lazy. Find a better blackberry or a blueberry. Uh, oh, the blackberry is amazing. No, it is just absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got peach cobbler in one tank. I've got one mix that I tweaked. That someone said, this is what I threw together. And I looked at it and went, well, that looks pretty good. And I put it together and I went, well, maybe if I did this and this, I'd like it even more. And so sure enough, and it's actually what Steve's got in his tank right now. And I went, here, just taste this and see if you like it. Because he gets so tired of me walking up, taste this. He'll go, what the fuck is it? And I went, see if you can tell me what it is. Oh, and he goes, oh, no, no, we're not playing that game. You tell me what the hell it is I'm going to suck on before I try it. And, um, so yeah, it's um, got forest fruit, lychee, pomegranate, a couple of creams. And how, um, all right, wait, time out, time out. In Steve's defense here, <laughs> Margo, if you asked, I didn't ask him uh, to try the dirt. If you asked six people, if you gave them forest fruit, mixed it two percent, and said, "Oh, here, tell me what this is," yeah, all six tell, people yeah. are going to tell you something different. So, how the fuck can you, you hand bet. him something that's primarily forest fruit and expect him to be able to tell you what it tastes like? Yeah, really? Yeah, no. He's actually like it. And when I handed him that one to try, I said, this one is a really fruity one. It's got different fruits in it. And he went, hey, I like that. The peach cobbler, I wanted to smack him. I walked up to him and I said, try this. I said, I'm shooting for my peach cobbler. And and Steve does not like peach. So keep that in mind. He doesn't like peach. But he likes my peach cobblers. And he tasted it. And he exhaled. And he tasted it again. And he went damn, that really does taste almost exactly like your peach cobbler. And I went, then I'm on the right track. And he looked at me and he went, just make sure you keep it away from the children. And (laughs) I wanted to bitch slap him. Because it's like, don't even start that one with me. Um, But I've got that in there. Um, And the other thing that, and what have I got in my hand right now? Right now, I actually have... One of the very, very few vendor juices I buy. Um, and Jeremy, you rock. Uh, yeah, I've tried lots of different vendor juices. He's one of... You You know I heart him. Um, uh, Jeremy in Dollar. In all honesty, he is the only vendor I will buy juice from. Jeremy Dollar is a fan. I've tried lots of vendor juices. Uh, This damn boss cake just rocks my boat. Um, Uh, FA Cucumber, somebody is talking in chat. FA Cucumber tastes just like cucumbers. Just just Mm -hmm. so you know. That's exactly what it tastes like is is cucumbers fresh out of the garden. Um, But Jeremy, I absolutely adore Jeremy Dollar. I, I... not only is he I am one so of the proud best of him, he has come so far. Um, he's one of the best huggers that ever was. Job. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's but, a good uh, boy. The only other thing, and something I am doing now that I swore I would never do, 
you know how I feel about cream cheese icing. Yeah, I do. It's not my thing. I am in that minority that get blue cheese from it. I can't stand it. I have a base in there that you have to mix it up, and it has to sit for a full week. When it's done, it tastes exactly like what you would put inside of a cheesecake. You know, here's the thing that I, I should have mentioned that it. Would ever happen. I I should have mentioned it when when Paul called in about the testers. And this bears mentioning, especially with flavor. Especially art. with yeah. flavor art. Flavor art is going to take two days to come into its own. Norm on ninety nine percent of their stuff. You're absolutely right. Two days is enough. Yeah. Um. It's when so when you when you mix up a tester of a flavor art flavoring, okay, mix it up at your two percent and set it aside and and. And everybody that knows me knows I hate to sit and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't You're play that game with, oh, this juice sucks. I'm going to leave it set for two weeks and try it again and see if it still sucks. No, fuck that. I throw it away. Um, mm-hmm. But a couple of days I can handle. And that is one of the things with flavor art is flavor art will, you will initially get your flavor, but it's going to be light. Wait two days because... It, yeah, it, and it kind of reminds me of like when you use AP. Um, AP, and I was talking to a friend who was going to get brave and start trying to use some of that. And I went, drops, 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 drops. If you use too much, you're going to get Fritos and let it set because it will grow. Um, tobaccos do that too. Um I don't mind putting something away for a couple of days to find out if it's going to be good or not. Never in a million years could you have convinced me I would mix up a liquid and let it set for a week before I added the flavors to it to get the end result that I want. Um, off a of DIY. So, Margo, have you sent any news stations emails in the last couple of days? No. I started sending I when when Ontario and by the way, congratulations Ontario on your on your very peaceful protest and the turnout you got for that. Um I wish Wasn't you had gotten that ten wonderful. They yeah. had such a beautiful yeah. crowd show up. Um they did. They had a beautiful crowd show up. Um I got in a little bit of a tiff with somebody on Facebook that was just absolutely ragging on the people that were there with sub rigs. Um and while I get it I understand it. Do do we wish that, you know, there weren't people blowing clouds for television cameras? Yes, we do. Yeah. But, you know, before you are a, a keyboard warrior sitting at home um, slamming these people about how bad they're making you look, you could have been there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even if you couldn't have been there, you know, a little bit of thankfulness that these people did take time out of their day to to show up there um i know that the organizers would have preferred that people weren't blowing out huge clouds for the media um and i understand why um you know it's not 
I don't I don't want to hide subom from television cameras, but they they are There's not a time and a place. They are not a portrayal of how I vape. Um, but I still have to give props to to anybody and everybody that that shows up um, to take part in any type of public displays for advocacy. Um, I really do. Um, but they 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 had a wonderful turnout. Um, I'm not Canadian. I don't live in Canada. I don't that, ever plan on living in Canada. Third of the battle right there is yeah. they had a really good turnout. But for all the people that showed up and all of the vendors and the different groups that organized organized buses to get people there, and all of the people that volunteered to be um, to be marshals. It was it was it was amazing. You guys rock that. Um, I could only hope that we could accomplish something like that here. Um, I the negative Nancy side of me wants to say that it would be really a, a whole other ball game if we had it here because we have so many self entitled assholes in the United States. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and that's I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the the group that's getting together Sunday. I I'm hoping with all my heart that the place is packed. Will I be surprised if it's just six or seven people that show up? No. Is that going to tell me a lot? Because on a personal note. I'm at a at a critical juncture on exactly how much I'm willing to put of my own time and my own energy and my own money into this when I'm not going to have someone getting my back on it. And I have a hard time going out there and doing all this work when people are going to sit back and go, well, I don't have to do anything because they'll take care of it for me. It's not how it works not how it works um i've made suggestions i'll be making more suggestions and i will be watching to see if people follow through on them a lot of these suggestions cost zero zero dollars it does not cost a single dime for someone to register with CASA. it does not cost a single dime for them to participate in their calls to action it does not cost a single dime for people in the state of Missouri to register with BRAVE, which is the state advocacy, consumer advocacy group. Um, vendors need to get involved with Safada because, like it or not, lobbyists need to be hired, attorneys need to be hired. It's a fact of life. You know, and I, I hate, I absolutely hate that lobbyists need to be hired um as far as i'm concerned lobbyists um should all be thrown in jail it should be illegal every single Um, if every single lobbyist in the country were that would be great yeah um that's not how it works unfortunately that's not how it is. is when you've got the big pharmaceutical industry that has hundreds and the united states has one Count them. One federal lobbyist in D.C. looking out for vapors and their rights. Uh, Those aren't even odds. And 
so they're going to need all the help they can get. Uh, I have a pretty bleak outlook on all of this myself, and we're not going to go there because I I live it in my head all the time. Um, I'm trying to put a positive. Yeah, don't spin don't on bring stuff. up don't bring up that shit that sends my blood pressure and overdrive. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I need a rest. Yeah, I almost had was, a coronary on inside vaping. Mm, yeah, there was one day last week to where I literally, it's like, I, I have to walk away from this for several hours because I, I wanted to punch somebody. Um, you have to look at facts. You have to look at common sense. And you have to realize how the system works. Uh there was an article that was floating around that was kind of good. Um, they were talking about how the Republicans are trying to sneak in something that that's going to allow the grandfathering to come in. Um, they're trying to sneak this by the FDA. And uh, I left a rather detailed comment on exactly I was nice, I was polite didn't say fuck once I've been a really good girl doing this um, and I don't know how I have but I have uh, if the FDA had our best interests at heart this wouldn't even be happening um, is there anyone that can turn their television set on for an hour and not see a commercial from a group of lawyers have you or a loved one taken this had this implant guess what if the fda were doing what they used to do 30 40 50 years ago that shit wouldn't happen because they did the research they did the homework they did the studies um and then at some point in time, they got this brilliant idea that, well, you know, we could sure save a lot of money if we made the pharmaceutical industry do all this. Make them do the research and submit their findings. Uh-huh. Now, let's see. If you spend a billion dollars developing something and one of your studies comes back just a little skewed. Oh, you mean our stop smoking drug causes people to become suicidal? Your report so you can get it approved. Yeah, yeah. Chantix, it might make you commit suicide. Um. Oh, did we leave that part out? We didn't. Yeah. We didn't submit that. You fuckers. Yeah, and, you know. It's and I worked. You know, because I did. I worked in pharmacy for twenty five years, and my absolute classic favorite when Claritin first came out on the market, it was a prescription drug, guys. I remember when Motrin first came out as a prescription drug. Okay, that's how long ago I did this stuff. The uh, Claritin guys came in our store, and they were, there's three of them. They're all jacked up. They're all excited. Oh, we've got this new miracle drug for allergies, da-da-da-da-da. And they're throwing down anti-fatigue mats for us to use and pin sets and posty pads and all this other promotional crap. And we listened to their spiel, and when they were done, I went, I've got a question. I said, okay. How many doctors and pharmacies do you hit in one day? And one of them popped up quite proudly. Well, we make 20 calls a day. I went, wow, that's pretty good. I said, and how much money does it cost your company for each one of those 
stops. Another person proudly popped off a dollar amount. And I went, hmm, okay, so X number of dollars times 20 stops a day equals this number times five days a week equals this number times 50 weeks in a year because I'm assuming you guys take a couple of weeks vacation comes up to how many millions and millions of dollars? Gee, I wonder what your R&D department could do with all that if you weren't out pimping all this crap. Well, and and, and I didn't like I mentioned it and this, they left. And you were here when I we talked about this before. Zeralto. Yeah. Yep. Zeralto. So, you know, seriously, folks, if you have somebody that suffers from PE um, or any type of, of clotting disorder that they need to be on a thinner. When I yeah. had when I had my PE, I was on heparin and Coumadin in the intensive care unit for nine mm-hmm. for nine days. Okay. So And yes they are a pain in the ass because yes they have to be monitored yes, very quickly. They have to be monitored. You have to have your enzymes checked. You have to have yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. If someone is on Coumadin which uh, for so you people that don't understand this stuff, it's it's a blood thinner. It's it's an anticoagulant. It stops you from clotting. Um, and normally people know it today as warfarin because it's yeah. been generic forever. Um, if if you get cut or you're in a car accident and you suffer some kind of internal bleeding, and you're on Coumadin, the emergency room staff and the hospital staff can counteract. That 90 drug seconds. Very, very easily with a heavy dose of vitamin K. Yep. Done deal. You're good to go. You're not going to bleed out. Xarelto, on the other hand, this new wonder drug that they're advertising the shit out of with race car drivers and... monitored. Yeah, yeah with race car drivers mm-hmm. and, and golfers and, and the such... Um, they say, oh, this is wonderful because you don't have to. 60 seconds. You don't have to have this testing. Lab work. You don't have to watch your diet. Yeah, you yeah. don't mm-hmm. have to have the lab work. Listen to the end of that commercial because where it says adverse bleeding events. <laughs> what, what that really means, people, is if you're taking this drug and you somehow get a bad cut or you somehow get in a car accident. You're going to fucking you will bleed out and die. Yeah, you are going to bleed out and die. Th- you know what counteracts this stuff? Nothing. Yep. So see, and I actually, God help me, that yeah. Let's show my age here. The FDA approved I, that shit, though, didn't they? Do what? The FDA approved that shit, though, didn't they? Oh yes, they did. This and is that's how the FDA works. Seconds. Now. Everybody needs to realize that. Oh, it's going to hang up on us. The bastards. We have to say goodbye. It's going to hang up on us. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not going to hang up on us yet. It's got a minute. The phones I are going to The phones are going to hang up, but that's okay. I remember when it was illegal to advertise pharmaceuticals. And when they changed the laws so that pharmaceutical companies could advertise, I almost had a stroke. Because... Anyone who worked in the medical field knew what was going to happen. Um, A little old lady was going to see a commercial on TV, go to her doctor. This is going to make me all better. I want a prescription for it. And doctors were going to feel pressured to do just that. 
Um, they really need to get rid of that crap. Yeah. Uh, let the medical staff decide what medications you need to use. The doctors and the pharmacies are the ones that are educated. Yeah, but on doctors materials. doctors are getting kickbacks kickbacks now for prescribing a certain drug. You know that, Marco. A lot of them do. So how and are they on? Again, you know, I mean, you can't count on you can't count on them. It. Yeah, you can't count on them giving you what's best no. for you. Um, and, but you know that happens because the FDA lets it happen. Yeah. So once again, we're back on that. Sorry, but don't expect me to believe the FDA's got my best interests at heart. It's to their advantage for everyone to smoke because they get the tax dollars because of the sin tax. The tobacco companies give them money because of the tobacco settlements. And then we all die so they don't have to worry about the health care. There you go. It's that simple. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, me trusting what comes from the FDA, ah, not, not going to happen. And it floors me that they don't listen to Mark Siegel. That man was like head of the CDC and is the one that basically got that tobacco settlement stuff through. He, he was huge in fighting to get tobacco away from people because of the harm it caused. And he is a very strong advocate for e-cigarettes. You would think someone from their own court they would listen to. Not happening. That goes against big business. Uh, and correct me if I'm mistaken, was Dr. Farsolino denied admission on the third round of the FDA hearings? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So people who really do know about this, people who really have the studies and the real science behind them and the facts that can tell the truth aren't even allowed to present the truth? Well, I mean, you know, take a look. Uh, and I started, and like I said, so needless to say, let me go back to when Ontario was organizing um, their peaceful protest. I emailed all three of the major news channels in Buffalo about it going on and they should check it out and blah, 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 blah. You know how many of them were up there? Not a fucking one. Yeah. Um, do you know how many covered it? Not a fucking one. Now, the Canadian no. media, the Canadian media really, there was a lot of stories, and a lot of them were really fair report reports, um, yep. blah, 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 as I'm stuttering. I wouldn't expect that um, to happen with media and, in this and, country, and that though, was, and that's one yeah, it was of phenomenal. that I haven't contacted any. Uh, there was an article on, there was a story on Channel 7 News out of Buffalo yesterday, um, Andre from the House of Vapor, uh, and... Rich Hong from Flavor Art were both interviewed about diacetyl. I I have sat down and come up with a email to send to all of these places and I have sent it to six so far um, because, you know, diacetyl is 
a nasty chemical made up and added to e-cigarettes. Even the fair articles are not factual when it comes to diacetyl. Um, A lot of these places have no idea that diacetyl is a naturally occurring substance. Mm -hmm. Now, AP, on the other hand, acetyl probably, blah, 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 blah. not acetyl. That's how I pronounce it, but. Um, Now, that, on the other hand, um, is, you know, a complete lab experiment. Um, But, you know, they, they, they don't even, they don't know what this stuff actually is. Um, and I think honey is the thing that tests the highest for natural diacetyl levels. And you know, the, anyone who really knows me and knows how I mix, there's a reason that I've always gravitated towards flavor art. Because I do care about what goes in my liquid. Um, I'm picky about that. I picked this as a healthier alternative to smoking. And what I vape, I want it to be as healthy as possible. Having said that, do I think that people have a right to make their own fucking decisions on this? Absolutely. Well, my argument is disclosure. That's, and that's my exact... it's disclosure, and then people can make their own decision. And here's the do thing: I want Dr. Farsalinos, why not? Dr. Farsalinos was the first one to bring this up, mm-hmm. and Dr. Farsalinos did his study right after the cinnamaldehyde. And yeah. <laughs> when Dr. Farsalinos released his data, Dr. Farsalinos stated it very well: it is an avoidable risk. It has the potential to be harmful. Mm-hmm. The words avoidable and potential got left mm-hmm. out. We had some people within our own industry, oh, with, yeah. within our own industry, that had little to no knowledge of e-liquid and, and e-liquid topic. components that took Dr. Farsalinos' study and used it to create this media onslaught just to get for clickbait. Uh-huh. And and I was irate over this because it started this huge, horrible scare that while I do believe everybody should know what diacetyl and APR and what it means in their e-liquid and what levels of this there are in their product I do not personally believe that it is death in a bottle I don't believe that it's anywhere near that okay in Dr. Farsalinos's own words in his study this is has the potential to be harmful mm-hmm. at levels exceeding this amount and it is right. an avoidable risk Exactly. Are, disclose that it's there, folks. 
Disclose yeah. how much of it is there. Let your consumers make their own choice. But it should yeah. be your choice. Now, Harvard just released their pile of horse shit. Oh, God. Dr. Farsalinos, who is the one that originally, that. That, yep. uh, that originally found the fucking problem, yep. had to come back and say... Yes, it's there. We know it was there. We know it was in this and we know it was in that. The industry is trying to correct it. Dr. Farsalinos is now the voice of reason. The same guy that I I feel really bad because when he came out with the first original study, everybody took what he said and completely blew it out of proportion just to have a scare tactic to get people to listen to them. And I think that's fucking sickening and it really bothers me that vapors did that see and with me on on that original study my take on that was it's there it's avoidable and that to me is disclosure and so if you make a decision that it doesn't matter to you fine if you want to make the decision that you want to avoid it, that information needs to be made available as well. Yes. Um, some people do not care, and some people do. Uh, last I checked, this was still the United States of America, now, although that may be changing. Do, do you honestly think that had Dr. Farsalinos not done his study and not publicly announced this, that Harvard would have looked at anything no well no and you know and this was something that i have mentioned a couple of times today now now don't don't take that margo don't take that to mean everything is getting yeah don't take that to mean that i think that dr frisolino shouldn't have done what he did i really do think he should he was he was exactly right in doing it um we needed to know this information and i am extremely thankful that he did that study and he made everyone aware because, because for years now, people involved in DIY have been trying to calmly and rationally explain to people the issues with diacetyl and acetylpropanol. Okay, we've we've been mm-hmm. we've been adamant on educating people on these things for years now in the DIY world. Yes. Now, if somebody wasn't into DIY, they probably were not aware of it unless they did a lot of reading on ECF. ECF has had threads going back for years and years and years on it. Harvard even they they that was taking bribes from pharmaceutical Well, yeah, and Harvard intentionally Mm -hmm. misrepresented their data. But go figure that. That's not a surprise. But anyway, so, you know, Dr. Farsalinos, who is the one that made everybody in vaping aware that there was an issue, okay? Then Dr. Farsalinos' mm-hmm. stuff was taken and blown completely out of proportion, and, and some vapors made a lot of other vapors think that there was liquid death in a bottle, which there there wasn't in, in 95% of the cases. Um, but... Do I believe in disclosure? Yes, I do. I believe in disclosure on that. I really do. Because it is potentially, there. there's potential for harm there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how much harm? Uh, not really sure. But there is some potential there. But isn't that for the individual to decide? And it is. And, and it really is. Mm-hmm. And that's been my argument from the get-go. It is. And now poor Dr. Farsilinos is still yeah. sitting here trying to be the voice of reason to people. Yeah, yeah. And the irony is the last two days, it, if you have been on any social media, it has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting? This is actually the, the entire industry has known for years that this day was going to come. And at first, everyone was playing nice together. We were trying to, to, everyone on both sides of the issue were trying to talk nice and polite, and then things would get a little more heated, and somebody get a little more nasty, and then as time progressed, it got more and more and more escalated, and in the middle of all that was the birth of the beautiful engineer who's trying to save the world in California, um, which bred yet another offshoot that is frightening. Oh, no, that crackpot's um, been into it since before vaping. He's been in tobacco control for quite a long time. But He's a douchebag. Yeah. Um, no argument there. But now it's down to the wire. And when people are pushed, when their backs are up against a wall, they're going to push back and it's going to get, and that's exactly what I'm seeing happening. Um, There's, I think that's why this Harvard thing came out. I think that's why we're hearing more people screaming, we have to save the children and the puppies of the universe because the adults aren't responsible enough to do it. Um... And I think that's another reason that we're seeing some subgroups of vaping going, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do, and there's no damn thing you can do about it. Common sense has left the building. Yeah. Um, And facts are not being listened to because the facts aren't lining the pockets. Uh, the facts don't fit the agendas. No. And the agenda has been laid out for a long time. So how's it going to play out? Who knows? We'll find out shortly, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. But I'm not optimistic. The only thing that I would caution vapors on is be factual when you talk to people. Um, I try to be as best I can. I'm not saying that I haven't misspoke before or I haven't um, found out after the fact that my information was incorrect. um, Because it happens. Um, Everybody's wrong at some point. Um, it's just hopefully the the points that you're wrong are are much fewer than the points that you're right on. Um, but try to be factual and try to and be common courtesy and, and yeah, respect. Try try to be respectful. Um, 
because the minute you start cussing or telling a politician that they're an ignorant fuck, um, the conversation stops. That just yeah. makes us look bad. Um, I even even me, folks, I am capable of having a calm, rational conversation with people without telling them they're a fucking moron. There are a lot of ways for me to tell somebody they're a fucking moron without those words. And sometimes it's really hard not to do that. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is to tell people to fuck off more frequently. I've Um, been very proud of myself. I haven't told anyone to fuck off yet. (laughs) So, but when when you see these news stories, and, and I know, believe me, I know some of them can just completely piss you off. Shoot them an email, but try to make sure that your email Facts. doesn't make you Truth. look like as much of a douchebag as they were for the garbage that they put out. Exactly. Try to sound like a, a responsible, mature, voting adult. Yeah. And for the love of God, guys, if you haven't registered to vote, do it. Because if you want to talk to a congressman or a senator or anyone in their office and you want them to listen to you, believe me, they keep track of all this stuff and they will check. If you're not a registered voter, anything you have to say to them is going to go in one ear and out the other. So there's lots and lots of stuff people can do on their own that doesn't cost a dime. If you don't, you know, and there and there are a lot of things that can be done. I mean, you can write an email. You can mm-hmm. vote. You can make a phone call. You could even do something like pimp a billion lives. Mm-hmm. Because a billion lives stands to benefit us greatly. We have a bunch. I hope they had a good day today. A bunch of non-smokers that set out to make a documentary on something that seemed to be a hot-button topic who ended up being some of our biggest supporters. I've been wearing my T-shirt a lot when I'm going to shops. I was smart and bought two. I only bought one. It's, It's been getting laundered frequently, and I'm thinking I probably need to pick up at least one or two more. Um... But, yeah, I kind of had to laugh. I walked into one shop, and they saw the shirt and went, I just saw that online today. I'm going to get one. How do you already have one? It's like, because I've been paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff people can do on a consumer level that all it takes is just a little bit of your time. Um. We're at a place now, honestly, where vendors and manufacturers are the ones that are going to have to be stepping up the big boy plates. Does it suck? Yeah. Do I like it? No. It is what it is. And um, and shop owners, and you I'm know sure what? I know how to DIY. For for vendors out there, I know you may you might not like the shop down the road from you or the next town over from you or what. Get the fuck over it. Yeah, please. Please. The proprietary, oh, God, no, it's, because if this goes down the crapper, it's not just going to be your shop, it's going to be everybody's shop. 
Okay, and on a positive note, if anybody comes up with something phenomenal that I haven't already seen or heard tonight with Oba Oba, I'm open. I will struggle with this just like I struggled with chocolate. I've yet to come up with chocolate. And, okay, there's another flavor art one. I thought I could make a hot cocoa. Mm, it's not rocking my boat. Um, have you been playing with joy? Oh yes. <laughs> you will I will I will be taken to the crematorium with a bottle of joy in one hand and a bottle of condensed milk in the other. Don't no, yes. Yeah. Love, 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 love. If you are a fan of bakery anything <laughs> and you DIY and you don't have joy in your arsenal. You need to get some. You're going to kick yourself when you do going, why don't I have it? Why didn't I get it before? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, I'm not going to tell you how many mills of that are in the house. <laughs> well, I'll own up to the fact that I, I got a four-ounce four bottle of it. Panic. Yeah, I've got a four-ounce bottle of it. Yeah. It's good stuff. But, uh, oh, yeah. All right. We're getting out of here. Say goodnight, Margo. Goodnight, Margo. <laughs> night, guys. And if I don't talk to anybody before, Merry Christmas. Um, I'll be back next week, guys. Yeah, but I may not call in next week, so you never know. <laughs>